This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. I'm the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy. And my name is Erin Gentry. I'm the Assistant Director of Outreach at Mercy Multiplied. Excited to join the podcast today. And I am Dr. Brooke Keels, the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy. And we are so glad that you have joined us for another Mercy Talk um, over the next few weeks and today. Uh, we're continuing our conversation on the Keys to Freedom study and how these keys apply to our everyday lives. Um, We're talking specifically today about healing life's hurts. Um, And this is a really, really important one. I mean, they all are. So we say that for all of them. They're all important. (laughs) But this one as well. Um, And the reason that it's important is because when our, just our past hurts and the things that happen in our lives remain unhealed, it causes us to operate from a place of hurt and a place Mm -hmm. of fear and And kind of just the context of our pain becomes the context of life. Uh, And that's obviously not great. And so, you know, they, you know, what we've walked through in our pain has shapes the way that we move forward in, in life, in relationships, um, jobs, just all the things. And so uh, one of the things I know you guys have heard us talk to talk about, if you've been with us for any amount of time is our tree analogy um, and, and really how that plays here is the roots of our fear, the roots of our pain, the roots of our prior hurts um, will only continue to produce fruit that we don't actually want in our life if we don't address them. Mm-hmm. So what does healing life's hurts actually mean for us? And um, for mercy, it is the process of really inviting the Lord into that pain, into the hurts of our life um, and allowing him to heal us from the inside out. And we really pull from the scripture, Psalm 147, 3, and it says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And the definition of heal, try not to get real Louisiana on you guys, uh, is to make sound or whole, right? So he's not just fixing us and repairing the cracks. Um, he's actually restoring us and putting us back to our original state. And, and, and even from like a counseling perspective, I always think about you know, when you're working with someone and you know, like that, that whole healthy person that God intended us to be does not go away through the pain of our life, right? It's mm-hmm. always there, um, just ready to kind of be um, uh, for the Lord to kind of wake them up, if you will. And yes. so we don't have to always function from a place of pain. It it truly can be restored. So, yeah, that's good. I mean, I love that for us, you know, when we talk about this key, it's just, it's such a, um, interactive thing with the Lord. Like it's not, um, it's not just kind of this like, um, cognitive exercise of like reflecting and journaling. It's like, no, I'm going to ask the Lord into this place and we're going to get, we're going to get real with each other because truly I think when you start dealing with hurts, I mean, that's getting into the most vulnerable places of people's lives. And some people, don't get really excited about vulnerability in general. Um, but especially when it comes to being vulnerable with the Lord. And it's funny to me because I don't know, when I just think about th- throughout my lifetime, like when I've ever had moments of like not wanting to get real with the Lord, I have to have these like kind of 
come to Jesus moments, literally, where I'm like, he already knows. Like, what am I I'm hiding from him? You know, like, and I I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm just hiding it from myself. Like, I don't even want to go there. Um, And I don't want to, I don't want to like say too much um, about even kind of some stuff that we're going to be going into uh, next week on forgiveness. But I do think in talking about this specific key, I just think it's so important to understand that being vulnerable with the Lord is where that healing begins, being honest with the Lord. And again, when it comes to our life's hurts, man, there's a lot of people and I've experienced this plenty in my own life where I'm just like, my deepest hurts also bring up some of my own, uh, frustrations or bitterness or sometimes just straight up anger at the Lord. Yeah. It's just a natural thing. And so many people are very worried about going there. Um, and they've been taught their whole life. Like, don't question God. Don't, don't be mad at God. Like, and, and that for me, if you, if you do not go there, if you don't allow yourself to be honest with him and vulnerable with him, like your healing is only going to go so far. And just understanding that he's not offended. He's not thrown off by our anger. If people are mad at us, we can get offended and we can get insecure and it can kind of mess with us. If some, I guess, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's just me. If someone's mad at me, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, eh, ah, eh, I'm, you know, and it, and it really affects me. Like my anger at the Lord is not going to throw him off. It's not going to yeah. make him insecure. <laughs> it's not going to make him annoyed with me. Or I can interject there too and say, often if I start to feel those things, I think I'm not doing good with God. Yes. I'm not doing good with God to be angry. I'm not doing good good with God if I go into this emotion. Right. And that's that's what you're saying. That's not true. Right. That's what I say sometimes there. it's almost me not wanting to go there because of me, not yes. because of him. Because I'm like, I don't want to face the fact that I feel this way about the Lord, you know. So sometimes that's, you know, just big emotions towards God. But then other times it's just our big emotions, just in general. And I think it's just important to understand that he can handle it. When I have gone through, I mean, if anybody has been following us on Mercy Talk, you know that I've gone through some really hard stuff over the last few weeks. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if anybody can really handle where I am right now. Like in this moment, how big I'm feeling. Like I've got wonderful friends and wonderful family, but I don't know if anybody can quite handle this. Like I'm I got too much going on. It's too big. Right. And I just think it's so important to understand that the Lord can handle all of it. Every big emotion that we've got. And in fact, he tells us to come to him. Um, And so, I mean, if you look throughout the Psalms, like the stuff that David said, it's like, okay, he just laid it out there. Right. But I love like one of my favorite scriptures is the one that says, I cry out to the Lord. I lift my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. So it's like, I just pour, I just, that idea of pouring out just feels like a freeing thing to me. So anyway, I just think it's important to know, like we have a choice whether or not to process our emotions with the Lord. And it's truly in that process that he can heal us, that he can remove any of the shame that we've been carrying you know, about our story, about our life. Um, and, and really like you've already said, Brooke, just understanding that this is him, like this is inviting him into this process so that he can give us his perspective on what we walked through. Um, and just reminding us that he, 
did not author all of the horrible things that we've walked through, but he wants to be the source of our healing. And that can go into some other stuff that I won't get into, but um, I just, I know for, for me personally, it has been this process of saying, like, I've got to, I've got to walk into this pain. I've got to know that God is right in the middle of it. And if I try to walk around it or try to bypass it, like, it's only going to hurt me. It's only going to mess up my life. It's going to mess me up as a mom, as a wife, as a coworker, as a friend, if I do not actively choose to walk through this with him. Um, and so that's kind of, that's the whole point of this key, basically. Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically-based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. such a good reminder too, especially for me, that the emotion itself is not the enemy. Like Mm -hmm. it is not bad to feel these emotions. And uh, I know that we're pretty big on the Enneagram around here, but as an Enneagram seven, I'm pretty against the emotions, (laughs) anything with the heart. I kind (laughs) of like to live in the head space. Um, So even as you're talking about this, I'm like, uh, I think even you're talking from a perspective of this emotion is overwhelming right now. Can the Lord handle it? For me, it's also like, I don't want to dive into that because I'm not really feeling that right now. Like I can, I can usually zoom out and not be feeling something, but I think an important part of this key too, is that the Lord brings up the hurt he wants to address, mm-hmm. not us go and dig in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's look for every hurt, every pain. Let's just try to feel terrible. That is not the goal. The emotion is not the enemy, but saying, Lord, what do you want to bring up? And then knowing that if he brings it up, he's going to heal it and He's also going to bring up the emotion that you need to process mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. And those emotions really are a signal too. if they do come up, you know, for me, I'm walking around thinking I'm fine. And then an emotion will just hit me or something someone says will just hit me. Um, and so knowing, okay, I just need to go explore, explore with the Lord. And I can't just move past it. I can't just be like, well, let's just forget that I felt that. Because yeah. that emotion's not helpful to me. You know, as a thinker, I'm like, it's not helpful to feel sad. So I'm just not going to feel sad. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't work that way. We don't get to choose. It's not a, a point of strength to not feel sad and a point mm-hmm. of weakness if you do. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think what we talk about a lot is that it's the other way around. It's a point mm-hmm. of strength to experience your emotion in a place that won't lead to an outburst <laughs> mm-hmm. when the emotion does become negative. Because anger is not a sin. But what we can do when we're angry that's a different story. Mm-hmm. And so just taking the strength to experience those emotions. And we see biblically this laid out. We see Jesus experiencing emotion and without sin. So I'm actually going to read this out. This is in Hebrews chapter four, verses 15 through 16. It says, we do not have a high priest. That's Jesus who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are yet. He did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time 
of needs. So Jesus here, and it does say weaknesses in, in myself. I'm like, no, it's not weakness, but I just don't like to be weak. But actually it's in our weakness that he is our strength. So in that way, we just got to conform to what scripture says there to go ahead and express, to go ahead and let ourselves be weak before the Lord and let him be our strength. He experienced this hurt and this pain, this disappointment while he was here on earth. And he desires, desires to heal us from a place of compassion and kindness because he actually understands us. And that blows my mind away. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, I mean, one, yes, Jesus had feelings guys. I don't know. What? <laughs> yeah. What a shock. <laughs> and so as another person, who likes to not feel feelings, no matter <laughs> how many uh, counseling degrees I have. Um, yeah, that, you know, it's not fun to do it. But what happens is, and I think what's interesting is we've decided that emotions and feelings are weak versus how we handle them. Like the, the actual yeah. strength is like, is like you said, oh, uh, that's a weird feeling. I should go talk to the Lord about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also interesting because, you know, when we, when we want to bury all of that, then we don't let the Lord speak into it. We pretend that we're hiding something from him. But I think really, here's what's very interesting. Again, Melanie, you mentioned this. If you read the Bible, like it's basically the whole thing is like, hey, come to me. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing. It's just, mm-hmm. hey, come to me. And if you really think about it, God's really the only person that wants to hear your junk. I know that there's people in our life that love us <laughs> and they sort of do, but they can't handle it all. And really the Lord's the yeah. only one that's like, I don't know why y'all think I don't want this because I really keep telling you like a lot <laughs> that yeah. I really, really want to help, you know, yeah. in this way. And I want you to be honest with me and I am very safe to be vulnerable with, but it's all those lies that we believe about him and why I will say this until the day I go to be with the Lord, it's about if, if we don't want to talk to him, if we are wanting to hide things from him, or if we're not wanting him to, to look in these places out of fear, you know, it is a question of, of what do we believe about his character, right? Yeah. Because again, if we believe he is good and he does want to be compassionate and gracious and heal us and be there for us and rescue us and go before us and behind us and all of those things, you know, then we, then it, it's much easier to present that to him. Um, and being able to recognize, too, when we're functioning out of a place of, of anxiety and, and you know, well, hang on a second. That's not this isn't the Lord right now. Like, I know what he brings. And and when we get into like knowing his voice, that helps a lot, too. When I actually know his voice is when I know he is speaking to me and speaking to me in those, you know, really hard places. Um, and so, you know, and, and I've mentioned this before, too, like but as a, as a parent of a 10 year old, like I cannot imagine my kid being hurt. Mm. and upset even if it was with me and not talking to me about it that would literally devastate me that would mean that there's something wrong between in our relationship Mm -hmm. and that really is what helped me go okay lord you do want to hear from me right like I don't need to go be okay and not talk to you right because that's my thing is like don't worry about me I'll be fine you go help all those other people because you only have so much capacity lord yeah Right. You know, like, I got this. It's fine. Like, look at good job, Brooke. God says he, you don't need me. You do not. Uh, that's not, that's not how it goes. Um, so yeah. anyway, well, I think too, like, I mean, I'm even thinking about, um, the, I feel like I always am bringing in the stuff that our life coach tells us. I'm like, I should probably start like giving him some sort of, uh, feedbacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for all the yeah. content it is that I use, but I just remember him, you know, in, processing like the grief of losing my dad. But even before that, I remember him telling me this about sadness and grief, which mm-hmm. a lot of healing life's hurts is going to take you into some sad, mm-hmm. grieving places. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's almost like 
there's, it's one thing to say like, okay, those are valid emotions and you can feel them, but it's a completely different thing to say. What he encouraged me with is he's like, Hey, I need you to, to make friends with sadness and make friends with grief because it's only in feeling sadness and grief that your healing is going to come. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I don't want to be friends with those emotions, but he's like, you got to figure out how you can allow those emotions to be like your companions through this journey of healing. I was like, good grief. That's like next level. So it's not just like, I'm going to feel the hurt for a minute so that I can get past it. It's like, no, I'm going to feel the hurt because I know it's through the feeling of the hurt that I actually experience healing. And that is not, I'm not, listen, y'all, I'm still working. I'm still working on that. But right. Well, and he's not asking you to partner with them and and they become the ruler of your life. He's asking you to let them exist in your world because if you don't grieve, Right. And, and if you if you don't go through that process of grief, then you don't heal from it. And that's yeah. that's the thing. Healing is ugly sometimes. It yeah. really is. It's not a pretty process. Um, what comes out of it is amazing on the mm-hmm. other side. But we get so caught up in the uncomfortable place in between. Yeah. That we're like, OK, well, if I don't feel sad, then I'm good. Well, no, it's there. It's down deep and it's going to come out some super fun. Man, ways. It will come all out. the people that you love most. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so that's like, that's what's, you know, going to happen. Um, but, but yeah, like what he's asking you to do is actually partner with him in, in allowing these things in and that they don't have to take over. I think that's what yeah. we fear is that they will then take over our life. And that's just right. not true. Right. Not when we're doing it with him. Right. Yeah. right. Um, they don't become the God, right. Of, of yeah. the sadness and the grief and, and all of that. And he also teaches us how we can grieve and be grateful all at the same time. And that both of those things can exist on the same plane, Um, you know, and so just practically speaking, when you're inviting God into that space, right? I mean, it's really as simple as, as talking to him and just asking him, you know, Lord, what is one hurt from my past that you desire to heal? Mm -hmm. Um, And really just taking time to, to hear from him, to write down what he shows you, Um, maybe it's a memory, maybe it's just an emotion, maybe it's a relationship, um, that comes off, you know, and and it may be something you've thought about a million times or more often than not, at least in my life, it's something that I didn't think of at all. (laughs) Yes. I just shut it all down and put it away. Um, and so, you know, he brings that up and, and, and what, you know, happens is when you give yourself the time and space to let Holy Spirit work. In that place, he shows you how he's going to heal you. And a lot of it will come with forgiveness, right? We'll talk about that later. Um, but it but it all is tied together. And, and I can just tell you from personal experience, when I started doing this, the things that seemed so insignificant, he brought to light. Um, mm-hmm. And it was also a multiple week process. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't like in one moment. He was like, there's your hurt, healed, done. Sometimes that happens. I've seen that happen in the counseling room. But for me personally, it was so layered as it usually is. Right. My whole context of my life had been had been, you know, um, colored, if you will, by that moment. Uh, And I had no idea. And so that takes some time. But we just kept talking about it. I kept bringing it back to him. This is what you told me you want to heal. Help me know what, you know, what, okay, what next? What's the next step? What is the thing that I'm needing to hear from you? And it was just layers of forgiveness, layers of letting some stuff go, layers of grief, you know, and, and, but what it all came together, it was just a really incredible thing that really changed my life. 
you know, forever. Um, again, from something that I have not ever thought of. <laughs> like, I yeah. just didn't even know it was a big deal. What's interesting is you know? that in hearing you tell that story, um, I think earlier you said so many of us don't want to go, go, go there. We don't want to go to those places because we're afraid that those things are going to control our life. But what you're saying is that that hurt was controlling your life at some yeah, 100%. level. Well, underneath yes. underneath all the stuff so it's like guess what it's already controlling your life so yeah and I mean for me whenever whenever I had to be told like uh hey you're gonna need to go ahead and face your sadness and let it be your friend the way it was coming out for me was so much anger mm-hmm. so much anger I, I, and I remember telling him I was like I'm so mad all the time and guess who it's going to come out on my husband mm-hmm. and my poor little toddler son who doesn't know what's going on you know and right. so it was like coming out my ears I mean I could yeah. I could feel it so big but whether or not you can see it or acknowledge it if you have not faced those things it's it's coming out it's already mm-hmm. coming out That's right. so and I do I do want to do the caveat because you know yeah we got to right please do when it comes to memories and things like that I do not go chasing them down. Like the best thing for you to do, if you decide what is the greatest pain of your life and that happens to not be true. Okay. You may think it is, but really this is really a place of surrendering to the Lord and letting him tell you what it is. Um, Do not go try and process things that God is not bringing up for you because he's the one that knows the, the piece that ties everything else together. Um, You know, and, and when you're talking about things, if, if you've got, like it can create more trauma in that it can create more confusion. And so really starting off with, okay, Lord, what is it that you have? And, you know, I mean, and and I also want to say, I really encourage you if you've never done this before to have some accountability in it, have some support in it, either with a counselor who's a Christian and understands what this is, you know, a pastor, a mentor, or just somebody that you feel like is appropriate for your situation of like, Hey, this is what the Lord's telling me. And you can process that with them too, right? Mm -hmm. Having someone else there um, to kind of think through it, especially if it's a pretty traumatic event um, or the, or the memories are really, you know, kind of triggering you. Um, And, and, and I'll say this too, though, if we really are letting the Lord bring it up. Okay. Like if we really do, the, the fear of getting into it is usually worse than what actually happens when he starts speaking to us. There's sure. such a peace and a gentleness and a compassion that comes yeah. with it. Um, and so, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. I just, you know, but if you feel that just making sure that you have a little bit of accountability or just somebody to go, Hey, like I just, you know, went through this with the Lord. Can you be praying into this with me that, you know, you've got that added support. Um, I think is really, really important. And then, and look, and you know, your own story, if it's big and it's a lot, you know, like have, have your counselor be with you in that process, like have that support. Um, This is not something you have to walk through alone and the Lord would never expect you to, you know, that's why we have community. So that's so, so good. I'm I'm interested to know if you would have, thoughts on, you know, I know in our actual keys to freedom study in our book, mm-hmm. um, we walk people through some, just some guided questions to ask the Lord for mm-hmm. those hurts. Um, and you know, I'm just, I'm just sitting here going, this is why knowing how to receive and hear from the Lord is so important. It's like every key that we've been talking about, I'm like, Oh yeah. If you don't know how to hear from God in this process, this is going to be a little bit of an empty exercise. Right. So it's like, yeah. it keeps going back to that for me. It's like, 
So if you have not, if this is the first show you're listening to and you're like, whoa, what are you talking about? Processing with the Lord and getting his perspective. That feels a little big, man. Go back um, to the first episode that we did in this series. But man, we've got podcasts out the wazoo on hearing from the Lord and being, oh, yeah. that's just so, so, so important. Anyway, all this yes. to say, if someone's like, where do I even start? I know that some of the questions that we have in the study are just to say like, Lord, you know, here's what's ha- here's what happened. Here's the feeling that's coming up for me. Um, what did you see? What did you think about me? Where were you? Like, are there any other questions that kind of even just come to mind from either of you guys that would be helpful in guiding that conversation with the Lord? I just think, I mean, you know, and I'm not saying this because I work at Mercy, okay? Like, I really mean this. Like, to me, the Keys to Freedom study is one of the best things that exists for actually fostering a relationship with the Lord in ways that maybe we haven't done before. You know, it hasn't gone that deep, but especially in hearing from the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in that. So yes, a hundred percent. If you don't hear from him or you're not sure how you do start there. And that's a really, really great place to start. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the other thing is, I think the questions that are in the study are great. I mean, I think anything additionally that comes up is just from a place of honesty, you know, but when we start with like, okay, Lord, what, what do you want to start with? What, what is the thing that you need to, you know, speak into, and, and just kind of letting him go. Um, but again, I mean, what's in the study is is perfect. And I think, too, I don't know, Melanie, if you were going to interject this later, but the combination of this piece with like freedom prayer that we've talked about before is such an incredible partner um, yeah. and being able to pray through some things um, with the Lord and have a structure to, even to it, like to take it a step further. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, I know you will probably talk about that in a little bit, but I just, you know. But yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have anything additional. I think it's really just being open to letting God actually like speak <laughs> into a thing without an agenda, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to, I'll just throw this out there because we, I mean, one of the reasons that we're doing this series is because we are releasing an updated edition of Keys to Freedom um, at around the time that you're hearing this podcast. Um, and so I'll just share, I mean, the one, the questions that we have in the study for processing hurts with the Lord is, is I, I know I mentioned a few of them, but I've got it pulled up right here. Um, like, Lord, what is one hurt from my past that you desire to heal? And like, again, like we said, let him guide that right when he shows yeah. me down. Um, and then Lord, some of the things that I remember about that memory are, mm-hmm. um, I felt this, um, Lord, how did this hurt affect me? Uh, Jesus, will you show me where you were or what you thought? Um, and then even going through some of the stuff that kind of goes back to renewing the mind from last, uh, from our last episode, like asking him, will you show me if there's a lie, um, or lies that I've believed about you or about myself because of this hurt? And when he shows you those, because there's usually some there, um, like walking through that process of renewing the mind, like I choose to break agreement with this lie. Father, show me what your truth is. I choose to agree with this truth. Um, And then just, and then I think sometimes for me, I know personally, I can get a little bit too hung up on like, what are all the exact questions instead of just letting the Lord even speak into that. So leaving Mm -hmm. just space for Holy spirit to speak, like, is there anything else you want to show me about this memory? Um, Anything else I need to break in prayer, like just and releasing that 
um, need for the agenda. I was talking to myself because I need the agenda. I need the plan. I need the list. I need the questions. I need to check them all off. Um, but really, man, for I know for me when I have processed some of my deepest pain and deepest hurts and deepest anger with the Lord, the greatest breakthroughs have happened when I have just shown up and been like, Lord, here's where I am. I'm handing you the mic. I don't know what you just go. You just tell, I don't know what to do, you know? So um, really allowing Holy Spirit to just move freely in that time is is important as well. Yeah. And I mean, my follow-up on that too is I think I'm so afraid of like, okay, Lord, what are you going to say about this situation? What are you going to say about this thing? Um, One, the word of God changes things. Mm -hmm. I love Melanie. You've talked about that before. It's the same voice that created. So it's different than hearing it from somebody else, but also like you were talking about, Melanie, when I hear from the Lord, he tells me about him mm-hmm. and it changes me. Mm-hmm. And so it's not always, he's not always going to tell you, well, you know, here's the details about this situation. He's just going to tell you about him. Mm-hmm. He tells me about him all the time. Anytime I'm trying to go for a different situation, he tells me about himself more, um, you know. So I don't know, just encouraging people to to take the time to hear from the Lord. That's probably the most impactful thing you'll do. Um, not just getting into these things for the sake of it, but yeah. really bringing them to the Lord. And I love Brooke that you consistently share and Melanie, you do as well. The perspective of a parent, mm-hmm. because there are a few, there are a few analogies that are all over scripture. One is a marriage um, analogy. And the other is a parent that we are children of God. And as somebody who doesn't have children, that's not something I've experienced yet. That feeling of being on the parent side And so it's so helpful when you guys share about the parent side Mm -hmm. that the Lord desires just to hear from me. And he's Mm -hmm. not, he doesn't have an expectation. I can, I can only imagine, but when you guys talk about it, I'm like, Oh, I never think about that side. Mm -hmm. I never think about the side of he wants me to come. He has so much to say to me. If I'll just find a way to open up my mind to listen, quiet the other things, um, give him a topic. He's ready to run. Uh, he wants to talk to us more than we want to, Mm -hmm. to talk to him. Um, and I, I, we say this at our Empower Workshop, but Jesus is fully committed to our healing process. To be honest, we are the less committed people to our healing process. Like he is in for it. And I think I'm just bringing back to that parenting analogy. The parent is so in, a good parent is so invested in their child doing well, so invested in their healing, so invested, but wants them to grow themselves. You don't just give them the answer book and, okay. Do, do what I say. No, you want them to grow and live, but you want them to come to you constantly. And so just thank you so much for sharing that perspective. I think it is a biblical perspective to be shared on here. And for anyone who doesn't have kids as well, like just eat it up. And if you do have kids, I mean, just remember <laughs> that that's the Lord's perspective on you. Um, I am going to read this too. I know I had read it earlier um, in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, um, but I'm going to read it from the message version. Um, I don't know if you guys ever play around with reading different versions of the Bible, but it can just hit you in a different way. So I just want to read this again, um, straight from scripture. It says, now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest with ready access to God, let's not slip through. Let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but sin. So let's rock right up to him and get what he is ready to give. Take the mercy and accept the help. Mm-hmm. Just in a, it's very disarming to hear it that way. So really, really grateful that we're talking through this uh, this topic right now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I love that you that you brought that up, Erin. I, I do think um, 
I don't know. Sometimes I think, Brooke, you've mentioned this before. It's like, I don't want to be an annoyance to the Lord. I don't want to like demand too much. I don't want to be high maintenance. Um, and I just, I, it's true. When you think about if you have your own children, like when I, I never want my child to hurt like ever, mm-hmm. but when he does, because he does, there is nothing that I love more than when he will crawl up in my lap and I just get to comfort him. Like, I hate that he's going through pain, but I love as a parent being able to comfort. And um, if there's anything that I can do to help with that healing, like that is a, that is such a sweet place. And so I just think sometimes with the Lord, it's like, he's not just saying you can, he's saying like, I want to, I want to have this with you. I want to walk this. Like that is, that is something that, um, he desires, um, Mm -hmm. and he's not annoyed by it. He's not put off by it. He's not like, come on, get it together, you know? Um, so I just think it's so important to know his heart for us in the middle of that. Um, so I love this. I love this key. I love when I just think about, man, ah, when you know how to kind of when you know how to do this, when you know how to walk through this stuff and process hurts with the Lord, like I just think about how grateful I am that I have been able to learn this through my years at Mercy. Because when I walked through some of my darkest days over the last few months, I knew what to do with it. So here's the thing. We're giving you these keys. We're giving you these principles and you know practical things that you can take with you not just to process all the stuff from the past, but for everything that happens between now and the day you're with Jesus, you've got a, you've got a very practical way to walk through that in a way that brings out healing. And so I know with me, like just for these last few months, I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm going to walk through every traumatic event of the last three or four months with you. And I'm going to ask your perspective on it because I know that it's through that process that healing comes. I would not have known that if I had not been at mercy for the last few years and learned this key and learned how to do this in a very practical way. So my hope and prayer is that if you're listening today, you will be able to take what we've shared today and apply it to everything from your past, but man, also that you will be able to carry it with you for the rest of your life so that every big or little hurt that comes your way, because there's more to come, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. There's more to come. Um, You can walk through it and you can navigate it from a place of wholeness. Yeah. Um, that's what we're after. So anything else from you guys before we sign off? No, I'll just, I'll just say that, uh, if you know, God is a perfect God. And so even in the places he's not like us. So I guess just remembering that kind of getting that parenting perspective, but then he's the perfect parent. <laughs> it's okay for us as parents to sometimes be annoyed <laughs> or sometimes this, but he never feels that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's not a call up to parents, but it's just to remember that he's not like us. So we can't always make that, that right. connection, but I don't know, small little yeah. side note that I was chewing on over here. Yeah, it's good. All right. Well, whew, that was a lot guys. Um, we hope that you guys have, um, been encouraged, maybe, maybe inspired a little bit to, to dive into some things with the Lord, um, through this. And we're going to be, we're going to be, uh, jumping next week into another really lighthearted topic of choosing to forgive. Um, but man, did these ever go hand in hand? And there's, so, I mean, there's so much crossover, even in some of the stuff we've talked about today that go into that next key. So I'm really looking forward to that. And we hope that you will join us next week. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. 
Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.